Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, this is Marie Manucheri, and you are now listening to a podcast series. My first podcast that I've done was with Ryan Meeks. He's the pastor of East Lake Church on the east side, actually in Kirkland. And now we're doing our second recording, talking more about awakening. Um, I loved our conversation, Ryan. Um, you're just a really great, fun, interesting, smart man. So it's so lovely to have a conversation with you. So welcome back to our podcast. Thank Number you. two. Yeah, thank you. It's an honor. I had so much fun the first time. To come back a second time is a real joy. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, you know, before we went live, we were chatting um, with your wife and my assistant, Lisa, and um, your wife, Michelle, who's sitting with us. All mm-hmm. right. Um, and we were talking about the smog, right? Because yeah. there's quite a bit of smog right now. <laughs> yeah. And you said something hysterical, which I thought about, but I didn't voice to anyone. And you voiced it. You're, you know, someone was saying it's like smoking like seven cigarettes if you go outside. And you said. Yeah, oh, that's that made me so relieved. I'm like, oh, fantastic. We're going to be fine. <laughs> Let's go Sounds smoke. amazing. I would yeah. love to have seven cigarettes me right now. Me too. <laughs> you know, and I haven't smoked for decades for obvious reasons, but I loved smoking. In fact, when I got divorced, um, because it was so stressful, I bought a pack of cigarettes. I put it in the freezer and kept it there just wait, in wait, case. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> yeah, in the freezer? Yeah, because I wanted to stay fresh, right? Okay, but, that's news And to I me. didn't want to smoke it. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know? So it was there wait, waiting for me. I did take a few puffs from some people's smokes, you know, yeah. cigarettes yeah. when I was out and about, but yeah, I didn't pick up the habit again, which is good, but so you're right. It, seven cigarettes, no big deal. Yeah, right? Right? No, no problem. That's yeah, good whatever. to know now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to put those things in the fridge. You know, that's right. important. <laughs> and maybe the freezer isn't appropriate. I don't know. I'm <laughs> obviously not a professional smoker anymore. You know, not that I ever really was, but yeah. but it certainly was a fantastic experience, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, when we spoke last time, we talked about your amazing awakening, you know, moving from being an evangelical Christian mm-hmm. minister, yeah. raised in an evangelical evangelical minister's family, mm-hmm. married to a woman who was raised in an evangelical family as well. I mean, right. it's all around you, you know, mm-hmm. and then you have this awakening yeah. that was, I'm sure, beautiful and wonderful, but also scary and mm-hmm. scary. And terrifying. Scary. Yeah. Destabilizing, I think, is a, a good word to use, you know, when your whole, your center of gravity sort of evaporates under your feet. Uh, it's it's destabilizing, and you wow. start to wonder where are the markers, where are, where are the boundaries, you know, and uh, what do I do, you know, how do I create some sort of uh, foundation to stand on? And and the foundation that you had was really spelled out in black and white. You yes, know, it was it was it wasn't you didn't have to question it. It was it was real. It was mm-hmm. very yeah. huge. And I can't even imagine that type of destabilization. I love the word that you used, um, how profound it would be. And at the same time, I'm assuming you must have been also having grief. For sure. Yes, quite a bit, you know, to, um, you know, I think the caricature from those who saw my shift as frightening or dangerous, is the caricature for them is that I did this in some sort of like 
rebellious way, like I sort of kicked over the sandcastle of my evangelical faith, when in reality what happened was the the tide of experience and reality and relationships came in and washed it away. And I was like laying in front of it like, no, I, I, don't want, I didn't want to lose my image of God. I didn't want to lose my worldview because like you said, it was, first of all, it was curated for me. I was told this is how the world is. Right. And um, and so it was a tight system, right? It had an answer for everything. Um, and to lose all of that was, you know, it was hard to go, man, everything connects to everything. And so when, when the when the floor falls out, it's a little a little hard. And when we have a philosophy of a belief system that is based in fear, mm-hmm. right, totally. which we all do anyway, mm-hmm. but when it's an obvious fear based mm-hmm. on evangelical teachings, mm-hmm. I, I think it's even a thousand times scarier because the people who still believe in that don't understand why you don't. Exactly. And and to them, it's it could even be not only that you're being rebellious. I think that was a very generous word, by the way. It, <laughs> probably evil. Yeah. Oh, for right? sure. I you got know, a few like, of those emails. Yeah. <laughs> what did All you caps, do? you know. What did you do with those emails? That's what I want to know. Did, yeah. like, did you delete them? Are they in a file somewhere? Yeah. I mean, good question. What happened with those emails? Um, I did delete them. Wow. Uh, and actually, I got a couple handwritten letters that were, and I got a couple death threats as well. And in really? retrospect, it was all happening so fast, and I didn't want that negativity. Like, I didn't want to dwell there, you know? Right. Um, in retrospect, I should have kept the death threats just to be <laughs> like, okay, we should figure out where these are coming from or whatever. But I was also trying to shield my family from all the stress and, and fear. And uh, so, but yeah, I just tried to be like, you know what? I came forward with where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it or not, this is who I am, and uh, and I didn't want to dwell with the, the negativity, so I, I got rid of them. I think that was wise, right? Although, yeah. it, like you said, mm, who wrote those death yeah. threats? Maybe just the death threats one. Just hang out of those. Just give yeah, them the police. In, yeah, in case the police need that, you know, which obviously, you know, how many years now has it been since you had your awakening and you told your, your congregation? Yeah. How many years has it been now? Well, it was... Um, in many ways, it was an unfolding, you know. So the the big shockwave to the system was <laughs> the formal statement of full inclusion for the LGBTQ plus community. That was in 2015. However, I started sharing some of this stuff before that. And so there was sort of, it was like an onion, you know. A layer would come off and a layer would come off. And I think I'd be done, you know. I'd be like, okay, there we go. And then it just keeps going <laughs> and all of a sudden you get to the end and you're like it's all layers mm-hmm. what's left like it it, it it all left me and mm-hmm. so i would say that started in 2012 um in fact there was a season where we were in eight locations and it was uh i don't know for how many years this occurred but it was pre-recorded so i would record in front wow. of a live audience on a thursday and then it would go to eight locations and wow. and um Eight locations. Uh-huh. Wow. And then I I remember at the, maybe it was in the fall of 2012, I got up to begin recording. I, my dad was actually in the room visiting, um, and how, I got up how there. How was he about that? I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, I'm sure this day was an interesting experience. Because, Did he know what you were going to do? Nope. And wow. I got up there. And you are brave. <laughs> You're extremely brave. I, yeah, well, I trust my my relationship with my dad to transcend Aww. whatever our weirdness might be. But I sat up there silently for 10 minutes, and I could tell people were like, what is going on? 10 minutes is a really long time. <laughs> I mean, because you know in radio and podcasts, you know, like 
Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like Let's keep it moving. seconds yeah. can feel like a yeah. mile. Right. Yeah. So 10 minutes just yeah. standing Silent. in front of your congregation yeah. or in front of. In front of this, about 50 staff and wow. then some other people. And, and then, of course, my dad was in the room. But eventually I just said, you guys, I don't believe any of this, this stuff. And uh, I mean, I know no one can see my face right now. <laughs> But I just opened up my mouth in <laughs> such a huge way of shock. Yeah. Like that emoji. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Well, there were a few of those emoji faces when I said everyone needs to go home because I can't. Wow. I can't say this anymore. And, and uh, I'm so just was... so proud. I mean, I've, I've been proud of you since the moment I met you. Um, but hearing this and, you know, how you approached your awareness, I'm just so incredibly proud of you. You're such wow. a courageous individual. Well, thank you. I, the, the 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 reality is uh, less sexy, you know. I I think I m- not bringing forward my truth for too long became so painful that I I appreciate it being labeled as courageous. It, it, is. it was courageous. also partially I could not take the pain right. of my disintegration right. mm-hmm. for another day, mm-hmm. and and so yeah. <laughs> but that's what awakening is, you know, mm-hmm. usually because this is the planet of contrast. Mm-hmm. So usually the pain is so severe, so yeah. uncomfortable, so immobilizing mm-hmm. that you feel like you have absolutely no choice but to do something that reduces the pain, absolutely. even though it is usually to the displeasure of many, many people in your case, <laughs> thousands, Yeah, you know, upwards yeah. of how many thousands people have on a really great Christmas holiday? Mm-hmm. How many oh, people? Oh gosh, you know, nine thousand on 9, a, you know, Easter or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so you did this. You know, you waited that ten minutes, and then, and and then what happened? You said, "I don't believe in this shit anymore." Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I can say that, can't I? Yeah, I okay. think we can say I, shit I on the podcast. Myself. Yeah, right. I think we can okay. say it. It's not the f word. I yeah. think we can say the shit word. <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. That is what I said. I, I can't do it, and and so I sent everybody home, and I wasn't sure when I would be able to come back and and do it, and that for me that was that's one of those milestone moments where I started to shift. I said, okay, when I come back, I'm gonna say what I actually think about this. Wow. And and I think that was the fall of 2012, and so it was slowly I just unfolded, unfolded, unfolded until. The big moment, which most people care about, that the story most people want to tell is, oh, we made a decision for LGBTQ plus inclusivity. But, but that was just true. a that's tiny just piece of, of yeah. the overall, right. as you say, awakening. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was you couldn't, ex- you know, you couldn't leave out humanity any longer from mm-hmm. your belief system about whom God loves. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, creation loves every being, mm-hmm. every microcosmo yes. of any happening. Everything belongs. Everything is mm-hmm. one. You know, so mm-hmm. God loves everything mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what that thing is right yeah. so 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 that's what you had was this awakening of the realization you had your own multi-sensory multi, many many multi-sensory moments where you began to feel the real love of of christ and god mm-hmm. and creation which mm-hmm. is immensely powerful and and so delicious down to the core of your cellular being that everything looks beautiful mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> and a lot of it was relationship with mm-hmm. with people and 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 um I've had a lot of opportunity to travel all over the world to different continents. And mostly it's not like pleasure hasn't been pleasure travel. You know, it's a lot of like conflict zones and areas that, you know, the World Health Organization are like, these are at the bottom of the list. So, yeah. And in fact, you know, when I went to the Central African Republic, it was on the list of like, do not travel here. Scary, (laughs) scary. But it was a, a fantastic experience. 
but it was also part of the unraveling because right. here I am face to face with these beautiful were beings. Were those mostly missions when you were traveling? Were they relief work? Based? We weren't. Uh-huh. We weren't trying to get people to become Christians. Oh, nice. Which I'm so glad about now. <laughs> <laughs> In <laughs> retrospect, you go like, "Thank goodness we celebrated their indigenous qualities." Yes, or wherever you're at is fine by me. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Um, but but to be in relationship with these incredibly beautiful people beautiful. who had totally different worldviews and experiences, right. it was just arresting to me to think, they don't need to change. Yeah. I need to change. Like, I'm here to change, I think. is And, and so I, that was a huge gift is just to sort of expand that. And, and I think, uh, you know, it took a while for me to even come back to the word God at all because I was like, I think I moved through my own framework so fast mm-hmm. that I had sort of like a, uh, I don't, I've never been divorced, but, but I bet at some level it's like, oh, I'm just done with that. I'm yeah, done with it's like a divorce, you know, marriage yeah. and I don't want to go back. And so for me, I was like, after I got through my negative, or as we said earlier, that fear-based view of God, mm-hmm. I was God allergic. <laughs> I didn't want to use the word. I'm like, none of that stuff, right. it, 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 you know, it, unhealthy. And so now I, you know, I'm in a different place in my life and I can come back and still use, you know, it's all metaphors. All words are not the thing anyway. Well, I, th- I think you're blessed to be able to take the beauty of what you knew, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the teachings that you loved yeah. and make the quilt uh-huh. of your belief system now as, as an intuitive when I work with individuals. Because I love the word God mm-hmm. and I'm not a religious person. I've never read the Bible, you mm-hmm. know, but I love the word. I think yeah. and I even love the word Christ. I always have. Yeah. Um, but I can, when I'm reading people, I can tell like they do not want me to say the G word, you know? <laughs> and, and it could be because they ha- they're recovering Catholics, yeah, you know, and, sure. and they so haven't pain. been able to come back to, uh, and not that they have to, right? They get to make yeah. their own decisions. They can use the word universe or sure, cosmos sure. or they're creation. They're just symbols anyway, right? They are. They're just symbolic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to be mindful of that as I'm teaching them what if questions or mm-hmm. sharing mm-hmm. philosophy. Oh, I love when you do that what if stuff. <laughs> I love what ifs too. Oh I man, think that changed amazing. me. That was so helpful for my treatment, you know. Well, which brings us to how we met. Yeah, you know, so we met um, what a year ago. Year and a half ago. Over that, yeah, oh, longer really? than that, yeah. So almost a year and a half ago, yeah. And um, thank you, Aaron Noble. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it happened? Yeah, my good friend and uh, my assistant actually. She was yeah, the one who I know said who she is. Uh, uh, that we need. We should call in. Right. And I right. think my wife had ha- gotten. She your called book. in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so so Michelle got the book. Right? Uh-huh. I, okay, yeah, I didn't know the backstory. Mm-hmm. In fact, she was reading it this morning on the couch when Aww. we had coffee. That's right. She mentioned that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was lovely. It's a it's a beat up book. Let's say we use it. Okay. <laughs> you know, when I wrote the book, I hoped that it could be a book that someone could use their lifetime, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a way to, you know, potentially heal any part of your body mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. covers pretty much the anatomy and physiology, hopefully, you mm-hmm. know, of anyone's needs. Um, but thank you so much. So yeah, Michelle called into the show and yeah. I remember that phone call. And <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember a lot of what happens to me when I'm reading because mm-hmm. it's like a channeling of information. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, my spirit guides don't want me to remember because they want me to go back to my own life. And because I do work with people like 60% on health issues, mm-hmm. they just don't want me to stay in that place. And so it's usually, you know, erased from my brain and, you know, but I That's do remember great. that. <laughs> I know it's lovely because 
when your wife called in, she described a mass in your chest yeah. that you yeah. had just been diagnosed with a mass in your chest. And I think at that time you guys weren't even sure if it was cancer, but I knew it was. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to say it on the air. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me tear up when I think about it, you know, because I'm, I'm on the air. I know this person's in desperation. I know that this person is young. Mm-hmm. Both of you are young. And and she's explained to me that there's, an, and I know it's cancerous. But I also, as as a person who works with the public and the public has their own reaction, I also don't want the public to react in a way that wouldn't be beneficial to the person who's calling in. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working whether it's on the air or in my office, I'm thinking of lots and lots of ways because energy is so powerful and so strong. So I'm looking at if I use this language right Mm -hmm. now, is that going to send positive energy to the person or is this potentially going to send negative energy? And that's why before we started our podcast today, Mm -hmm. I asked you, what did you want to talk about? And I, um, you know, Lisa, who's a close friend of yours mm-hmm. is my assistant mm-hmm. and I had said to her do you think he's going to want to talk about cancer and mm-hmm. she goes yeah I think he will I go really because because mm-hmm. I also believe in wherever somebody is we want to support their energy and yeah. some people have fear about certain words or languages like the g word some people yeah. are afraid of the word god right <laughs> a lot of people are afraid of the word cancer and oh yeah which is one of the reasons why you want to talk about it so mm-hmm. I was so thrilled when we were able to have the conversation you know, before we stepped into the studio, that I could see how it was authentic, you know, that that you um, are in this place where you'd love to be of service, as you always are, yeah, yeah. and that it it's freeing for you and mm-hmm. empowering for you. And that's what I was looking for when I was reading your energy is, because I listen to people will say, I, and I'm going to say that again, I listen to what people say, but I always read their energy because it's more authentic than their words. But oh, yours yeah. were in congruency. Uh-huh. Yours were in alignment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was new for me. As I said, <laughs> I was living in disintegration for long enough. Uh, right? Like, oh, cancer. What's cancer? No exactly. big deal. Right? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's not how you felt. But, you know, it's so things end in like 2012. Things start to change. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then your lovely wife, Michelle, calls into the studio about a year and a half ago. When so, how did you know? I mean, were you starting to cough, or what was happening for you? Yeah, physically, I I had been, I had had a cold for about six months, and um, it wasn't going away. And I'm, I'm kind of the. You're healthy. I've learned. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't go to the doctor much. I'm always thinking, oh, I'll be fine. I'll get over it, you know. And, um, but also on the negative side of things, I've, I hadn't spent much of my life in touch with my own body. I didn't listen to it. I was always kind of like it's my slave that I tell to get up and get moving, you know. And, and, Sounds uh, very evangelical of you. <laughs> very much. Well, there's a strive drive to the whole worldview. Like we got to go yeah. save everybody because yeah. God's going to kill them unless we tell them to is love that, him. Is that really, really what that like got? Oh, they don't like wow. it when you phrase it that way. But at the end of the day, God's hands are tied because, well, it's wow. not like he's got. Oh, wait, no, he is God, but somehow <laughs> he has to kill them if he does. You know, it's, it's bizarre. But it's, it's confusing. Is it's what a you're quagmire saying. of evasion. Evangelical theology is a nonstop uh, avoidance strategy. But wow. Wow. We could talk, I could talk about that all day. Well, and, and the reason why, which is great, I really like it because, <laughs> you know, politically speaking, you know, we have this challenging force that seems to be supportive of our current administration Mm -hmm. that seems very evangelical based Mm -hmm. right so i do think it is a good conversation but but we can always stick with cancer yeah we can always come (laughs) back to that or have a third podcast right and talk about it that way yeah Yeah. 
Yeah, so Michelle called in, and to be honest, I was still in a place in my life where I was in that allergic to God uh, place. I don't want to talk about that word. No one knows what they're talking about. And she's like, yeah, she's an energy uh, intuitive, I think is what she yeah, said at that right. point. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care, babe. I'm not, I don't need any of this woo-woo. If this makes you feel better, right. go ahead and call in, you know. But I just like, I don't. I'm just done with any any supernatural, what I deemed supernatural. Right. I don't think actually this is supernatural at all. I think it's supernatural. I like it. <laughs> it makes I think me very happy. It makes total sense to me. Yeah. Like energy's real. This You don't have to believe in it. Whether it you believe in it or not, energy exists. Energy's right. not like, oh, do you believe in me? Then I can be Then I can be real. You know, it's like, sorry, guys, it's real. It's subatomic particles, right? <laughs> totally. It's like um, – High school science, when yeah. they're trying to teach you about electrons and protons, this invisible thing that actually exists and attracts more of the same. Yeah, Absolutely. And yeah. uh, as Westerners, of course, we've been sort of uh, programmed with the propaganda of a materialistic worldview that says there's nothing going on that you can't see. And, you know, it's so, uh, it's so reductionistic. And unfortunately, it traps people in... Um, I think a, a little bit of despair, frankly, but it was good for me. She calls in. Um, I don't remember what I said to Michelle, quite frankly. I just remember, oh my God, he has cancer. And am I going to say that on the air? Nope. I'm not going to say that on the air. Nope. <laughs> I remember you saying I was going to be okay. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to believe you that back then. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I was like, okay, well, I don't know. We'll see. And, uh, but that was our first, yes, that was our first interaction. Um, but what I really have appreciated so much was um, the session that we had. Right. So you guys made an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much longer. I mean, a couple weeks, three weeks, whenever it was. I thought it was, it was pretty fairly quick. Soon. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. we do have a role in the office. When people have health issues, they get priority for any consultation. Yeah. I and do it, remember we got we we got pushed early and yeah. we appreciated that. Very I'm sure much. the universe was helping. <laughs> Thank you. I'm positive of that. So yeah, you came to the office and um, I sometimes get people who bring friends or family. Not usually friends, but family. You guys brought your friends. Yeah. So I think the room was quite crowded. Yeah. I think four. there were four other Lisa additional. Lisa was there. This is before she worked for you. Right. So yeah. four Aaron. other additional people. Um, Brittany, yeah. And Brittany yeah. um, were sitting. So I had to bring extra chairs in the <laughs> office, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. It was powerful. Mm. Very much so. Mm. And some stuff that came up was uh, hard for me, you know, but good, you know, in a, in a, I don't know how to describe it, other than there was energy and that needed to move right. <laughs> in me. And boy, we, did it move. You did a great <laughs> job. Yeah, I was very <laughs> pleased with, you know, because I didn't know that there was a religious background to you yeah. or your family or friends. And, right. of course, then I was told that. So I was very happy um, that there was all this incredible open-mindedness, mm-hmm. which, of course, exists everywhere and, and everything. But sometimes my mind goes, okay, because I've had people bring Bibles into my office because mm-hmm. I don't even own a Bible, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, this has to be in the room while you're giving me a treatment. <laughs> I'm like, great, lovely, you know. Wow. Um, And so, I, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen, of course, right? And I don't want to filter myself because I don't think that's beneficial for anyone. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when I'm watching energy flowing, just like how I'm checking to see if the G word is going to be offensive to someone's energy system, I don't want their energy system to contract. Although sometimes if there's a contraction, that could be evidence that, oh, we we need to talk about this, Mm -hmm. right? Like that word 
or whatever we were talking about was contracting your energy and then we can have the conversation. But that didn't happen with you. You just kept expanding and expanding and Mm -hmm. expanding. And it became very clear to me that the awakening that you had and the responsibility that you felt Mm -hmm. for the people who have attended your church Mm -hmm. is what created the disease. Yeah. Oh, and I'm back then I still would have been reticent to that. And at this point in my journey, it's obvious to me, like that I gave myself cancer. Like I was just so full of grief. It was grief, definitely grief. But I never look at it that way, even though that's kind of the logical way we look at manifesting and co-creation. But because of the fact we haven't been taught, we've barely begun to understand how how we manifest, which we do all the time. So uh, even though there is some truth to what you said, I never look at it that way because we don't even, we are like the blind leading the blind when it comes to the manifesting (laughs) world. So we have no idea what we're creating. And on top of that, the universe believes the contraction. Well, we believe that if we come to earth, a contracted time-space reality, that we may grow and expand. So we are inviting This is what we say before we incarnate, at least in my interpretation. We we say, so I really want to work on this. And if I don't figure it out by this age, you can go ahead and do this because we pre-plan it. And the universe goes, we're going to do whatever's going to surprise you because they love surprises. Surprise, you have cancer. (laughs) Well, it was a surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I I still am a unsure where I'm at with all of that. However, what I do know is I'm so glad I got cancer. And everyone (laughs) who I know who heals says that. Everyone. And and it's sincere. Yeah. I mean, I mean it. It sounds horrible. And I don't say that to people who like just got it. You know, I don't want to be respectful of Of their energy and what they can, what they can take. But that is my truth. Like it was Obviously, I hated chemotherapy, and and, uh, it was trauma for sure, but it also made me taste my life (laughs) in a way that I had had distanced myself from being able to do that because of the pain of the last, the years uh, right before that had been so hard Mm -hmm. um, that I felt pretty beat up, and I think in a, in a... Effort to self-protect, I closed off a little. Um, and I don't know if that's part of like trapping that negative energy in me or whatever. I don't know how that works. But yeah. but uh, cancer just shook me in the most beautiful, positive way. Mm. And the whole world just seemed so beautiful again to me in, in, in such a simple way. Like a child, a very childish, immature, and beautiful sense of, wa- uh, of awe and wonder about my life, about existence, about all the love that I was surrounded by. So it was a, it was a really good experience for me. I'm wow. So I, th- I think it also gave you a reason to grieve. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like totally. you couldn't really grieve before mm-hmm. because people were, s- in your mind, suffering based on the changes you had made to your own life, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, and you felt so responsible for those changes. Oh, man, changes. I, did. I yeah. did. And, you know, there's a great teacher, Laura McCallan. I hope I'm saying her name right. She's got a podcast that I can't remember oh. what it's called, but... Uh, she has this line that says, uh, I think it's just as simple as like, you are allowed to change or your your growth is not a betrayal of others. And those so two lines, I man, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear, you know what? I'm on my own journey and I don't owe other people right. me staying the same, right. right? We're all evolving beings. And right. and that 
that permission that I received through those two lines from her that uh, it just think, at a distance even was so healing. I think she talks about vulnerability is her her platform. Mm-hmm. And could you say that again? Because that was really beautiful. Yeah, there were two of them. And I, I'm sure I'm not doing the quote exactly. But one was, um, uh, you're allowed to change. <laughs> and then the other one is, your growth is not an abandonment or a betrayal of others. Wow. I think that those are hugely important mm-hmm. for where we are in our life cycle here on earth. Mm-hmm. I think it's imperative that we learn to not stop ourselves, you know, that, that we don't hold ourselves back from our own growth, right? Just Absolutely. because we're so afraid of hurting everyone else. So cancer really was a doorway for you where you had to rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? You got to just be with yourself. Mm-hmm. You couldn't really, I'm sure it was hard, but you, and I'm sure you did anyway, but you couldn't really take care of everyone. Yeah, that was right? really important for me. Right? I didn't realize how much, probably due to childhood stuff, I didn't want to put myself in a position to be needy. Oh, interesting. And mm-hmm. I've learned over the last couple of years that, that that's something that I, I wor- I'm working through still. is like my, to trust that uh, I can put myself in a position of need and be, and risk that I can be rejected or sure. not cared for. And, right. and I have wow. sort of protected myself from that throughout my life. Like, I'm going to do it. I can take care of myself. Nope. Don't get up. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> And, no, I have uh, no idea what you're talking about <laughs> whatsoever, yeah. No. Yeah, so that was, a, that was a gift for sure is to, to be like, I was too weak. I need help. And I actually had a, some pretty tender, vulnerable moments when my parents came to visit where Aww. I just let my mom hold me. And, and I think it was probably hard for my mom. to. My, I had colic for my first six months of my life. I just cried and cried. And, and so I think it was almost a little bit of a... You know, a, a go back and heal something I where bet. a young mom with her first baby couldn't feel like she couldn't console, you, wow. you know. And so in this cancer moment, there was this opportunity for her to hold me and I was receptive to it. And so I think that was a good And moment. she had been trained well, you know, yeah. because you couldn't be consoled. So she she knew she could stay there mm-hmm. and be patient with you. And yeah. Wow, that's really beautiful. It was, it was. For uh, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So again, there's just so much good that, that, that came out of that. I'm so... So thankful mm-hmm. for the one thing and and of course i don't remember much from sessions but the one thing i remember that makes me giggle from time to time because mm-hmm. you you and your wife were tr- making a decision on what oncologist to go th- to yeah yeah and i remember i just remember this over and over again when we were in the room and you ha- you had picked you, you were pretty sure you were going to go with one oncologist but i didn't like that one for mm-hmm. some reason and um, I was questioning, you know, trying to figure out why I didn't like this one mm-hmm. oncologist, even though I don't know them. I'm just from an energetic perspective. I'm reading the energy. And this is something I do for clients regarding medicine or physicians or whatever. But I liked the other one so much. Mm-hmm. And then someone, I think it was Michelle, I'm not really sure, but he had 100% yeah, cure, cure rate, rate. For the, my specific kind for, of cancer. And, and I'm like, so why aren't we going with this guy? I don't care what his bedside manner is. I don't care. Totally. This, and that's, I believe, who you chose ultimately. Yeah, right? we did. In fact, what was interesting is I, when I listened to the session, I like I said earlier, I think four weeks ago, I listened to my session with you again. Uh-huh. And I've done that four or five times since. Wow. Um, cause I've noticed something different each time. I'm like, Oh my God, how come I didn't hear that the first time <laughs> it just unfolds, you know? Um, but so we end up going with that one, but during the session before you had heard that you had said, you know, there was, you mentioned someone at a particular hospital that's closer to us and you're like, they have really good. So what ended up happening, I didn't even notice this is we started with that oncologist that, that you had liked in the session. And then by the time I was halfway through my process, we felt like we're doing really well. 
maybe we can move closer to home. And we ended up with the other one that you had, uh, the oh, other really? hospital that you had mentioned to go to. And it was a fantastic experience. So we really Good. started off in a wonderful supportive environment. Right. And then ended up going to the other one that you had highly said, you know, I think this would be a good fit for you guys. Yay. But I didn't even put those together until four weeks ago. And it's good just to get another opinion, right, that's yeah. not medical, even yeah. though I have a medical background, but an energetic yeah. so yeah. that you can, because then you start to feel the energy of what's in your best interest, right? Oh, yeah. Like looking back now, I can see how every oncologist that we went to, right, there was an immediate sense mm, in, interesting. In, in the place, like mm-hmm. about what, the, what does it feel like to be in here? Mm-hmm. Whereas where we ended up starting and where I finished, we commented the whole time, like, there's just such a positive energy Good, here. You which know? is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was dancing in the hallways on my first chemo <laughs> day. Like, let's do this. Put some drugs in me, you know. <laughs> which is really a beautiful place to be in vibrationally. Because, you know, if we're present with the frequency of what we want to have, mm-hmm. then we're allowing the vibration of that to work in that way. I used to imagine putting in sparkly fairy dust into chemotherapy before I would hang it on mm-hmm. my patients, right? Yeah. Because I already knew what was in it. I mean, I knew from every, yeah. you know, logical perspective, but I also knew that this is the choice that they made and this drug could potentially affect their body in a beautiful way, totally. right? So yes, it, it's always interesting to me, the clients that I recommend to, to use chemo and the clients that I don't recommend to not mm-hmm. use chemo. Not everybody follows my recommendations. Um, but as we were talking about just recently, too, the American Medical Association is making new recommendations regarding breast cancer, right. which yeah. hopefully Great you news. can share that yeah. with um, people that you know. Yeah. Where um, for women, because men get breast cancer, too, mm-hmm. actually, um, that uh, unless the stage is, you know, I don't know their actual cutoff, but depending on the stages, definitely stage one and two, no chemotherapy is now recommended. Hooray. No chemo. And probably not for every form of breast cancer because there's over 200 different types of mm-hmm. breast cancer. But it, obviously for the non-aggressive ones, which, you know, like ductal and all kinds mm-hmm. of interesting ones that are more common, which is really good for people to know. Like, okay, we're I think we're changing Absolutely. our consciousness. Like when we hear stories about you and – and how you know you're healthy and well, but you made really good choices and you did inner work at the same time that you were going through conventional treatment totally. and non-conventional because you used whatever was what felt right to you, which mm-hmm. was lovely. Yeah, that that's what helps us to heal. Right? Absolutely, yeah, all of it at the same time was a huge part of it. And I think just like like you said um, in my session, I think you had said you know while you're getting chemo, just imagine. Um, it, it's it, tell yourself delicious. Oh, Aww. delicious chemo is that? And I did that every time. Aww. And I was thinking even uh, a couple times during my treatments, how you know whether it's the Tao or some of the teachings of Jesus, that non-resistance um, and the ability to accept reality as it is mm. is a part of the healing process. Like like you said, like if someone decides to do chemo, this is what they've chosen. Right. And so if they can align right. their inner posture or their intention with that instead of resisting it like oh i hope i made the right decision i don't know if i like this this is negative this is all chemicals like dude you're, this is where you're going right open to it accept it this is going to be great here we go that kind of energy is so positive um i feel like that really carried me through like hey i have cancer i'm, I'm not going to spend any energy resisting this wow this is what is wow so once you can i mean i just think of the energy i saved by n- not spending any more time there uh, and I just said, okay, I have cancer. This is my next, this is my next adventure. Here wow. we go. And I think that was a big part of 
our positive experience. Not wow. not to diminish no, how horrible I, being sick with chemo is. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want that. Yeah. Wish that for anyone. But I didn't lay on top of that resistance and bitterness and fear and fear. Yeah. Yes, you just you you released yourself. So there was a ter- you said a different word. What did you say? I don't know. Well, you you <laughs> didn't fight resistance, which was, but you said something about it. But so so you basically just fell, you know, mm-hmm. into you went you went into the moment. Yes, you allowed yourself sure. to be present, mm-hmm. and and when we're really present, we're in joy. It's when our mind is overreacting and overthinking, mm-hmm. overanalyzing, overprocessing. How can you possibly be present under yeah. those circumstances? And the and the Zen aspect of present moments is kind of boring mm-hmm. you know from the mind's logical processing aspect right mm-hmm. it's it's um but it's also very beautiful and very bright and everything is alive with energy everything Absolutely. is alive with energy yeah and you only have a certain amount of resources mental and and energetic physiological so if you're spending them all on stress and fear and worry then we'll you don't have anything left for love and peace and joy. You know, it's like a certain amount of resources. That's why when we are, uh, you know, trying to listen to our uh, navigation, we turn the radio down. <laughs> right. What What's that about? It's because <laughs> you only have so many resources, right, right. to pay attention to. And it's like you got to turn right. that down so that you can use the resources that you need to move forward. And I think that I think of that, you know, sometimes about like, is the fear too loud? Right. You know, we got to turn this down so that I can be present for the things that are really life-giving for me. Right. And in those present moments, that's when you can hear your connection, mm-hmm. your being. And I, I can only imagine, because I had really good feelings of, of your recovery when I mm-hmm. saw you, is that your inner being was telling you, everything was fine. We're good. We're good. We're chill. Totally. And I also think that's because you also were using that precious time to grieve mm-hmm. and to let go and let yourself have the emotions that you had mm-hmm. that you weren't allowing yourself prior because of the guilt. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's it's it's the same energy of of accepting what is. Like the things that I needed to let go, they'd already left my life. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this clinging wow. to nothing, right? And the letting go was more of a it was like purely energy that I was letting go of because there was nothing left. Those things were gone and I just needed to let go of the uh, that longing or the grief that it that I could no longer hold on to that, and that was so positive for me. You know, Locke Kelly, who's a, a meditation teacher, he has a great book called Shift into Freedom, and he talks about this very simple meditation prompt, and that is uh, on the level of identity, just asking yourself in silence, what's here, you know, in in the sense of in me, what's what's present, what's here when there's no problem to solve, wow. what's what's there. And so when I let go of like, hey, cancer is my adventure. So if I don't treat it as a problem to solve, what's there? And I, in my ex- what I experienced was love. It's just what I, what am I behind all the worry and the stress and like, how do I control everything? Once that that all goes away, you know, my essence, whatever it is that we are, like you say, like when we incarnate, I don't know how all this works, but then you can just fall into trust. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day. How you answer this question, does the universe have your back or not, is, will be your fundamental orientation to your life. Like if, if you are fundamentally unsafe in the universe or you are fundamentally safe in the universe, or it might be the most important question about you. <laughs> Can you trust or not? Right, 
Right. Do you believe yeah. that you're not alone yeah. and that you are adored and cherished and held at every moment of your existence? Totally. You know, by beings who only want the very best for you and know you more than you could possibly know yourself. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the Akashic Records before? Oh, yeah. From um, you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in, like in a session or? Yeah. Oh, oh and a class that I did with you. Yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. right, right. So, yeah. you know, in the Akashic Records, at least based on what I can see, which uh-huh. is, it's a public library, right? Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> I don't have my card yet, but... Uh... You do, actually. <laughs> you have a card. Everyone has one. All right. You All know, right. I'm sure you've been in the Akashic Records many, many times. Because here's one of the funny things about you, Ryan, is you are so <laughs> spiritually aware and so conscious, and yet... In, in a very big way, you're so humble about it, and you don't realize how aware you are. <laughs> okay. No, really, it's true. It's very true. I receive that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, yes, you have a very active library card to the Akashic Records, and the Akashic Records is this huge, you know, beautiful piece of land. It looks like a park, and then has this building on it that looks like a library. At least that's how my guides describe it for me, because yeah. our guides will share, you know, show pictures or images that would align with our belief system so we can understand what they're trying to sure. talk about. And in the Akashic Records are trillions of scrolls that represent, each scroll's representation of anyone's life that they've had here on Earth. And some souls have had many, many, many lives, right? So um, in the Akashic Records, there's also these very tall, incredibly tall beings that are like, I don't know, 40 feet tall, because <laughs> the... The scrolls are kept in cubby holes that, you know, go from the floor to the ceiling, which basically there's no ceiling to this library. So mm-hmm. these guys can reach up or get on the ladder and get your scroll and bring it down. And I think that's one of the things that you do when you're with people. I think you are, you, it's, it, you may not be conscious of it, but now maybe you'll be wondering. Mm-hmm. I think you know how to go into the library, even when you're wide awake, and go find one of their scrolls and lay it down. It looks like a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Like if you were building a house, it looks just like that. And you know how to read the blueprint of someone's energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helps you to help them. You know what? I just came out of the woods three days of taking uh, my friend Kent and actually Lisa's husband David and I took 20-some people into the woods for something that we call Wilderness Within, which is a psycho-spiritual descent into So you were working. Soul. I thought you were on vacation. Yeah. No, well, to <laughs> me, it's hard to tell the difference. Like I, I, It's been a long time since I spent three days... And every day I was like, I'm good at this shit. Like, Oh, you're good. Yeah. I'm good at this. And it's been a long time since I felt like <laughs> nonstop. I'm like, I know what I'm doing here and I'm good at this. And But it, it's interesting what you just said. Like, I, I don't, it's probably unconscious, like you said. Mm-hmm. But, but for the last for three days. It won't be for much longer. I think you'll be very conscious Ooh, of it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but like all three days, I could intuit something with these people. Like I'm looking in their eyes at different moments. You know, we're doing some of these soul craft practices and I have this knowing and then then it's only two days later when they're in sacred council where they say something and I'm like oh yeah I already knew that wow and I don't know what to do with that Marie (laughs) (laughs) I don't know (laughs) apparently I'm going to the library over over there in the sky but um but you're right at some level I am conscious that I you're very I'm touching my intuition which I've never I haven't felt I this think connected you, to. Right. I think you've always had a consciousness of people. That's why people are comfortable around you and can share some of, you know, that's why you were and are a minister, mm. even to people who had a very vast different belief system because you're yeah. able to read individuals. It doesn't matter what they believe in. Mm-hmm. And and they feel safe with you. 
Yeah. Right. Until you came out of the closet, then maybe some of the people <laughs> don't feel safe with you anymore. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, totally. Right? That's perfectly fine yeah, because you... then you get to be more of your authentic self and then have those connections with individuals in a way that is empowering to you, which is mm -hmm. really what life is about. Life is about being authentically empowered and in your authentic joy. It's mm -hmm. not like as you so beautifully said a few moments ago. It's not like any... Not, it's not about pleasing other people, right? Oh, totally. I feel like that's one of the main things I've learned from you. I mean, you've been such a gift in not just my life, but my broader, my the close community who are the, my friends. Like, we've learned so much from you. And one of, the, one of the main things that I think has been so helpful for me is recognizing that in order to be like a strong, life-changing blessing in the lives of some people, you're going to have to accept that you're going to be the opposite for others. You know what I mean? Like you just can't please everyone and yeah. you just got to go with your joy and, and letting go of like how that has to land on other people. That's not my responsibility. Right. I yeah. put forward my truth, my work, my artistry, whatever you want to call it, and then just let it go. Let it yeah. be, you know, wherever it goes, it goes. And, and that's been a really freeing uh, teaching that, that you've been so gracious to share with us. Well, I think you were already learning that before I met you, but I'm happy to be of help. So you did this. So I thought you were on vacation, but you were actually on a retreat. Yeah. And you yeah. were teaching mm -hmm. on this retreat. Yeah. Co I was co-leading with, uh, like I said, Lisa's husband, David, and my friend Kent Dobson. Wow. So. How was it? Was yeah. it really fun? You guys were in the it woods the whole time beautiful. camping? Yep. Camping. And, no room uh, service. <laughs> no jacuzzi well, hot tub. It's pretty awesome. David <laughs> cooks a mean chili over the open fire. So Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. I heard <laughs> it's that. the best eating you'll do in the woods. But uh, yeah, sending people out on wanders to wow. sort of sink into the natural world, which I think part of the awakening that we're going through on this planet is a, a connection, a reconnection to the mother. Like, hey, we we have come from right. this place, right. and to reconnect to it as right. an integral part of it is so essential for. A beneficial future for all of us not just human beings but all beings i couldn't agree more last night um when i was you know kind of shutting down the house i'm i was sitting and i looked out one of the doors that's glass and i saw something like on the glass i'm like what is it because there's weird stuff that lives behind my house you know <laughs> it's just weird stuff lands 40 foot people who you know yeah, that librarians too. okay right. got it yeah <laughs> And I got up and it was a frog, a big frog, just like, oh, and I so was like, cool. is he stuck on the glass? Like, should I help him? <laughs> Are my cats going to eat him? Because they were outside. I was like so worried about the frog. And mm -hmm. then I heard, he's fine. <laughs> he yeah. can get off the glass. The cats will not eat him. And then I, I waited like two hours because I just couldn't look at him anymore. I was so worried about him. Yeah. I came back down. He wasn't there. I didn't see any chewing of him. <laughs> so he survived. Oh, yeah. good. Not even your 100-year-old cat? My um, um, Eminem has passed away. Oh no! Yeah. I'm sorry. No, to bring she was that 20. Up. No, no, it was okay. fine. I was, I was like, really? I mean, come on. You know? <laughs> yeah. She was getting to be a lot of work, you right? know. But she was 21 Jeez. when yeah. she passed, and she's now buried under a beautiful magnolia tree in the backyard. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, she's lovely. Nice. But she's close. that's so interesting. She was alive when you came. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. She was trying to get in into the uh, into the really? energy. <laughs> yeah, you can hear her in my recording. Really? Yeah, and you keep saying, "Oh my goodness, my cat wants to get in here." Well, because Eminem believed she was a better healer than me, which I'm not in disagreement about. I'm sure that's true, and and she could just really tell people who really needed healing. And she would, other than that, she would just leave me alone and everybody else. But there was just few people okay. that she would do everything she could to try to get in that room oh. and 
do her healing work. Wow. I know. I very sweet. A bless. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I need to go uh, lay an offering at the uh, Madrona tree, it sounds like. <laughs> bring my tobacco and lay it before there her. There you go. I know, because we've been smoking like seven <laughs> cigarettes a day, which is such a blessing. <laughs> such a blessing. So what's next for you? God, great question. I thought I was going to ask you that. What is next for me, Marie? <laughs> Besides <laughs> well, I, writing my book, of yeah, course. I was going to say, I've already given you instruction <laughs> on that, and I will repeat it. I think you should write a book. Uh, you're very articulate. You're super smart. Oh, thank you're you. You're funny, mm-hmm. and, um, and you're very aware. And Thanks. I think that your voice would be greatly received, not only for people who aren't involved in religion, but for those who are, who maybe, because one of the things you noticed when you started to speak openly at church mm-hmm. is that there was a lot of people sitting in, in the pews who actually believed what you believe, mm-hmm. but they weren't speaking it. Yeah. Y- you know, yeah. I love churches empty, like Catholic churches. I find mm-hmm. them stunning, but I don't want anyone in there, certainly not a priest. <laughs> and and I would have even taken my children to a Catholic church, but yeah. I really didn't feel that they were safe. And, of yeah. course, we kind of know that now, yeah, right? Sure. That was good intuition. Right. So so I just, I'm just, how many other Catholics mm-hmm. feel that way when they're sitting in a pew? And, of course, we yeah. already know Catholics are very bad at following their Catholicism, you know, rules. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know a Catholic who doesn't take birth control if she mm-hmm. wants it. Right. So, yeah. so I, I found that was fascinating that there was all these people who were already having feelings like that, yes. but were shoving them down or not speaking them mm-hmm. yeah. who were, I'm sure, happily surprised and delighted yeah. with, um, you, you know, know, I even know that's true with people who left. Who, really? You know, people don't, people go to or leave churches for a variety of reasons, and many who departed, um, and, and no hard feelings for this at all. Of course, um, they did so for reasons that were totally disconnected from the shift we were having. They were like, "I'm totally on board with this," you know. Um, so I think people need to have things externalized before they can touch them internally. You know. I'm sorry. I'm just so shocked. So, because <laughs> this makes no sense to me. Yeah. So. They finally get the pastor of their dreams, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they leave the church. Is this because their family? Exactly. See, <gasps> church is is a lot more of a sociological phenomenon that I think uh. even most pastors want to admit. It was a hard awakening for me to realize that um, where your friends go matters a lot more than theology. Because actually, like you just pointed out about um, you know the Catholics, you know, right, a lot of them. alignment of alignment with what the church is actually saying right. can be ignored. You can be an out of dis, out of alignment, and yet this is a place of belonging for me. So I can still attach to this tribe without needing to believe all the things. And it's sort of the unspoken uh, disintegration of religion. I think it's like we let's just not talk about how we all believe different things, but we'll nod at the dogma like we all agree. Oh yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. But then, you know, the Catholics will walk out and be like, well, my grandmother met with me last night. You know, they're, <laughs> they're having interactions with the other beings. With dead spirits, and, Yeah, exactly. Right? But as long as you don't bring it to the table in the gathering, then we can all sort of continue the farce that we all believe the same things. And so I think that's criminal. Personally. <laughs> I, I really do. I think that churches would have evolved and changed sooner mm-hmm. if sure. people would have spoken out and yeah. I, I mean, first of all, we probably would have priests married mm-hmm. or openly have relationships so yeah. that they wouldn't have to prey on each other and children, Absolutely. right? Um, wow. Yeah. That's very, very huge. And, and 
And like you said, something very important to realize. So maybe what we need to do is have pastors and priests encourage people to express their views and not yeah. be judged by it. And I do a lot of that work. Well, I you mean, do, of course. A lot course. of pastors contact me from around the really? country and around the world who are like, hey, I, uh, I believe <laughs> the same things as you, but I can't say it because I'll lose my job or I'll lose whatever. And and so they some, some want coaching, like, how do I do this, you know? And Which is the word I... Okay, so back to you, which yeah. I find that all very interesting, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so what's your next step? Because so writing a book, yeah. I'm going to be bugging you that, yeah. bugging you with that until I actually get a copy <laughs> signed. Yeah. All, all right. right. Done. So what else is next for you? Because I like the term coaching, you know, yeah. and I like the term coaching, whether it's other ministers or yeah. pastors or everyday people. I just yeah. think you're really, really good and talented at it. And again, you're up there in the Kashuk records, pulling down the appropriate <laughs> scroll yeah. and reading, you know, what really needs to happen. Cause yeah. here's the beautiful thing about healing. If we can have people with wisdom and consciousness bring up the thing that that person needs, yeah, yeah, yeah. then that person can work on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And release it or come to peace about it. Yeah. But if, if we don't have people who have enough talent, mm-hmm. Right. To be able to see that so easily. And it's fun for them. Like it's fun for you mm-hmm. to see that. Totally right. It's it a joy. Um, yeah. I, I, anyway, you know what I yeah. want you to do and yeah. you need to go do well, it. Well, it's funny you say that because I just completed life coaching certification. Um, so and excited. then my plan is to, in 2019, enroll in um, the Chaplaincy Institute, which is in Berkeley, which is an interfaith spiritual direction. Uh, program wow. so that I'll be able to do spiritual direction for Buddhists and Muslims and Christians yeah. and atheists and right. and uh, I, I mean you already idea. can do that mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. but it'll be you know <laughs> but obviously you feel that you need the education which you don't by the way <laughs> and your wife is agreeing with me yeah she's just like fist pumping right yeah. now yeah you, you need to remember yeah. you know women got it going on I'm not saying oh, men no don't doubt. no <laughs> doubt women are but, powerful right I get it now yeah um but sometimes we need this certificate I mean mm-hmm. our our logical mind thinks we do I yeah. I do think it'll be an interesting experience for you because I think you're just going to meet a whole bunch of people that will just support you and give you the support that you need which mm-hmm. is very important for you Ryan because you, you have it within the people who are your family you mm-hmm. know your community that's your family mm-hmm. but I think this will give you the support that you want out mm-hmm. in many corners of, of the world, which will be excellent yeah. for you. Yeah. Ooh, I just... need to start trusting that I, I deserve to be where I am. You know, oh, like yeah. I, I sometimes I think that's my that's my work this next year to be like, accept it. I'm good at some of these things. You're great and, at uh, it. You're great at it. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I need to trust that. And I love I love what you said, because this is good for everyone who's listening. It's very important for people to value and appreciate themselves before clients yes. come to my office. I don't think, oh, my God, I hope I do a good job. And I'm not perfect. I <laughs> yeah. have moments where, wow, I, I don't think I did the best job that I could have or whatnot sure. or I'm, I miss it. But I always say, you are so good at your job, babe. You You are amazing. I love you. Wow, you shine. Oh my gosh, you let the light in. I mean, I say that to myself because that's what my Beautiful. higher self is saying to me. Yes. That's what yeah. Christ and God yeah. is wanting me to feel about yeah. myself. So, absolutely. Back at you, okay? Thank you. I received that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I mean, this has been another incredible hour. <laughs> oh, I love you. interviewing I you. I love hanging out with you. Yay. <laughs> yay, yay. And thank you for sharing, you know, such a deep and personal experience. I know you've shared it with other people but to share it here on our broadcast about having cancer and being cured yes Yay. <laughs> and and i think the more we can talk about it um we can rescind the fear that humans feel about cancer so that we yes. can really come up with healthy yeah. 
treatments that work extraordinarily well for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. May it be so. Yes. Thank you again, <laughs> Ryan. Have a beautiful day. Thank you.